Welcome to That Connecticut Show. I say That Connecticut Show because Travis just told me I can say whatever I want. My name is Terrence Abney. And this is Travis Poppleton. And welcome to our 11th episode. It is our 11th episode. And I want to start right away, Terrence, with an apology. Um, Last week, we called out one of our listeners, Victoria, and she was kind enough to send feedback that I mispronounced her name. It is not Victoria Gamara. God help me. It is Victoria Gamara. Oh, you didn't roll. I didn't roll the R. So I hope that's correct. Victoria, please let us know. Um, but I think she's wonderful, and I think we should actually add her as a segment to this show. Every time you and I disagree on something, I think we just leave the country completely. We have her chime in for about 10 minutes. We prepare the subject for her. I think we invite her as a, as a correspondent. What do you Victoria, think? Victoria, please do it. Please do it. I love it. <laughs> We're going to reach out and make Victoria be our tiebreaker. Every time Terrence and I disagree, we will leave the country to get a third-party perspective on whether something is or is not uh, savvy in New England. Let's start this first disagreement. I've been trying to think of a nickname for Travis, everybody. Oh, here we go. There's no, there's no nickname that he likes. I understand why he doesn't like T-Pop. I get it. It's T-Pop. T-Pop is popping, though. And then Trav, I don't oh, know I don't know how he feels about Trav. He's roll, rolling his eyes now. Good nickname for Travis. Hey, I think we should put it up. I, I, I should send out a bunch of just at least three top nicknames that I like. And just T. What about T-Money? Oh, goodness. So what happens, Travis is what I'm – not even okay with. The truth is I don't like my name. <laughs> the name itself, I feel, is... Um, I don't know how people feel about their names personally, but I have this issue where I don't feel like it's me. And so my whole life, I felt, I have felt like and continue to feel like the name Travis in no way represents who I am. So I've never liked the name Travis. But what happens is with me already uncomfortable with the name, People start to become familiar with me or feel like we're close. And so they'll say things like, hey, Trav. And it's like taking an already bad thing and making it worse. And that's a symbol of affection. Like now that we're really close, I could make your your name even more painful to you. (laughs) So Terrence's conquest to give me some sort of call sign. uh, I appreciate it. I know where it's coming from. I know it's coming from a good place. But man, it is not my favorite subject. Yeah, I could tell. <laughs> I could tell. And just to be clear, you all, I know this. I'm not going to call Travis a nickname. I just like to see his expressions <laughs> every time I bring it up. Because the first time I said T-Pop and Jess, <laughs> the look was, I really yeah. don't like that. But looking up the meaning of Travis. Oh, go on. French origin. Is it now? Meaning. Toll collector That's or, cool. or to cross. Sure. A troll under a bridge. It's fantastic. I'm, I'm very proud of that. You know, trolls don't necessarily collect. Isn't that their whole thing? They come up from under the bridge and you have to pay them a toll in order to cross? How, well, there's another, another way to say it. It says traverser. That makes it sound pretty cool. You're a traverser. I am a traverser. I don't know what traverser really means. You, you go across things to cross. You cross over to, to cross <laughs> you cross over yeah one of the coolest moves in basketball is the crossover 
and in sure. soccer. Oh, it's a crossover. No, this, so. this is already better. What the the other thing people think? Oh goodness! What the other thing that people think is so clever is when they're like travesty. <laughs> gotcha. Again, no, you're the first one that came up with that since I was six years old. You uh, you're the one that got me on that <laughs> that brilliant little quip. Oh, you're so smart. Thank Travis, you. I've never I've never heard that one before. <laughs> no, it it comes up and it comes up with a wry smile and a wink. Like, did you hear what I just came up with? Yeah, no. That, came out of nowhere you're so so clever the funny nicknames are the nicknames that come from out of nowhere that have nothing to do with your name like, sure i one of my nicknames is smoke have no idea i don't smoke and i got that nickname when i was basically a toddler smoke the other nickname i have that a lot of people don't know about shout out to the giants and valley recreation the Dixie League, yes, the Dixie League, took a picture of myself behind the big old rebel flag for Little League Baseball. I should bring that and post it one day. Pretty awesome. Um, but I had the nickname Cujo. The dog? The, yeah. The Stephen King dog? Yeah. Uh-huh. Keep going. Yeah. Oh, that was it. They decided <laughs> to nickname me Cujo. Now, I don't know why. I have no idea. I, I actually asked... The, a friend of mine, an old friend of mine who I was catching up with, do you know why they nicknamed me Cujo? Balin Moore, I'm going to say the name on air. Balin Moore is the person who gave me that nickname mm-hmm. when I was 10 years old playing baseball. He's Balin's about two grades ahead of me. He was like about to leave out going to the Pony League. He, he, you know, he got moved. He got the call up to go to the Pony League from Major Leagues. And... He gave me the nickname, so shout out to you, Baylin, for giving me a nickname I do not understand. But those are the ones that, that are always weird, like, hmm, Terrence, Cujo, Terrence, Smoke. So would you hmm. respond to either of those if I was like, hey, Smoke, which for the record I will never do, <laughs> but let's just say I said that. Is that a name that you would turn your head to? Probably not here, no. Okay, probably where? Give us some context. Where is where is that a totally normal thing for someone to say to you? At home. It's probably specifically one of my brother's houses. All right. But it. beyond that, yeah, because I, I get called that so rarely now. Yeah. And Nana, that's another nickname. Like, is that a real nickname that someone would call you, or is that a child affectionate nickname for you? A few people, a few people used to still call me that as I got older. But it was a child nickname. Yeah. Um, so those those are the ones that are just funny. Um, and then Rabbit Head was the other one. That does not sound like a term of endearment. And my, I had an uncle. There's always one uncle. Always an uncle. Um, my uncle would nickname everybody in the family. Mm-hmm. Like literally, he had a nickname for everybody in the family. Um, Rabbit Head. Just, yeah, Rabbit Head. No, no idea why. I was, I looked at my ears one time, tried to check them. My ears are velvety, but I still don't know why he calls me. I think my favorite part about these stories is that you have three, um, four technically, you listed four, but I think three, three nicknames that are left-filled. They're coming out of somewhere that I wouldn't immediately associate you with any of those names. Right. And you don't care about the backstory. There's, you, you, you're like, I don't know where that came from. Oh, and there's another one. I don't care where that came from. Nothing about you is curious about how you've inherited <laughs> some new call sign. You're just okay with it. 
It, it, it is what it is, and it was what it was. In college, T-Ab became popular, so T-Ab is one. So That would make sense. That's the, that's the one. And Tabney, some people like that. Tabney? Yeah. You like that? I'm indifferent to it. Fair enough. People say it, I'm like, oh, T and then Abney, Tabney. It could be a cool call sign, <laughs> you know. I, 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 again, if people said it, I wouldn't be offended. I've been called worse, so. Are you ready for the best transition in history? Let's do it. People nickname Massachusetts Mass. That mm-hmm. is the nickname for Mass, which is also, incidentally, the topic for today's show. Boom. Let's go home. I mean, do you need to hear anything else after that? I don't think we're going to get better than that transition <laughs> you just made. The show's down here from y'all. From here, y'all. Yeah. It's, what, what are we in? We're, we're three minutes in. Yeah, I think we've, I think we've done this. Hey, um, the give, first, us, give us five stars. The first <laughs> time I heard that, um, I was looking around here. We were seeing if we were going to move here. I had flown out, and I was taking Ubers and Lyfts everywhere specifically to talk to the drivers Mm -hmm. say okay tell me about this area what is something i should do here do you like this or that and one of the drivers had come from massachusetts and was making their way back and like picking up people on their way back home and i said so tell me what you think of connecticut uh Terrence is like making all sorts of connecting dot signs. What did I miss? What part of the story is not making sense? You said, no, he was going back, picking up people on their way back home? No, so he was from Mass. Right. And he had to bring uh, a customer into Connecticut. And so gotcha. now he was making his way back home and he was picking up customers between here and there, right? Gotcha, gotcha. And I was like one of his last stops before he just went back up. And and I was asking what he thought of Connecticut and he was asking why. And I was like, oh, I'm considering moving here. And he's like, there's a good jazz bar here. Uh, there's some good places to eat here. But if I'm being totally honest with you, I wouldn't move here. And I was like, oh no. He's like, I, I like mass. And I, I knew what he was talking about. It's not too much of a stretch to say, okay, I get what you're, what you're saying. But it still sounded like my first thought was church. You know, it sounded like he's like, just an incidental. I like church, right? you know? And so it took me a minute to think about whether I like that nickname. I don't know that it's ever really resonated as a great nickname other than it's, it's like Trav. You know, it's the shorter version of it. Uh, and I've adopted it just because it's the faster way to say it. Right. I don't know that I love it, though. What do you think? You're indifferent. You don't even know where it came from. There's no backstory. <laughs> the word yeah. mask can mean a, anything. I need a backstory for that now. Yeah. But it, you know, it took me a second, honestly, to get the joke. Or I guess maybe he wasn't joking. No, no, but, no. That's No, he was, it was very casual. Like, that was just the, the colloquial right. reference that he threw out to me. It was like, yeah, no, I like mass. Um. Yeah, I mean, Mass, it, it makes sense. Mass, Massachusetts. Yeah. Mass. So his comment, though, which is the real heart of this story, right, is that left to his own devices, if you were to compare Connecticut to Massachusetts, which is what we are about to do, in, in, our, in our own way, not, not directly, but it's impossible to live here and then talk about Massachusetts without making some comparison. From his heart, Mass was a better state 
all around. So I'm going to float that to you, T, and you tell me if you at least can see its point of view. No, not really. No, I mean, yeah. just... Connecticut's a better place? Just from that saying, and, I, I, you know, I... I don't know if it's a better place. Bigger cities, definitely a place you would go to if you're looking to go well watching. Um, <clears throat> but, nah, not really. Nah, I mean, unless you, if you desire being in a bigger city, in bigger cities, then yes, because Massachusetts has the bigger a bigger city. If you desire... Everything else just about, even if I count the Cape Cods of the area and things like that, you can probably do something similar in Connecticut, I feel like. Maybe not Cape Cod. So I, I'm being, I'm probably going too far there. But um, so I say, yeah, you, Massachusetts has Cape Cod and Boston. Those attractions. Co but collectively, you and I have been to a lot of places in Mass. I think as far as speaking to a state, this will be a more complete and yet strangely less complete episode than Rhode Island because I think Mass is a bigger place. Right. Absolutely. The difference between Worcester and Boston is, is quite significant. The difference between um, Amherst and mm -hmm. Lowell, you know, we're talking very different things. There's always the New England vibe, but I feel like Mass could be a lot of different things. Right. Connecticut definitely has old money and and tracks as you as you say um there's definitely different experiences but i feel like mass has a has almost different cultures throughout the state it's, mm -hmm. it's a unique state in that way so yeah where do you want to start with this because um i think we've both done boston boston absolutely um i've done salem plymouth we've both done uh What's what's the college name? Springfield. No, yeah, no. Um, in Worcester. Oh, Holy Cross, Worcester, and oh, Whoopi. WPI. Yeah, WPI. What do they call it? Whoopi. I uh, think they should. Uh, <laughs> if they don't, I hope they start calling it that. Uh, we both done there. You've been whale watching. Yeah. Um, have done Martha's Vineyard, mm -hmm. uh, New Bedford, and Sheesh, all of these the are game. yeah, all of these are are different places, and and then you get you know into the, like Harvard area. You get to um, Concord. There's mm -hmm. a lot of different experiences in Mass, so it's going to be very difficult to give a general overall opinion. Right. But I'm going to float it off to you. When you think of Massachusetts, where do you start? Oh, I'm, I immediately think Boston. Okay. When I first got here, that's the first place I thought about was Boston. It's, it's that city. It's the, unfortunately, I think I was... We may have mentioned, I may have mentioned this before in the episode. I thought about the soil and the old glory and the bus riots, the busing riots for integration back in the 80s, I do believe. But, of course, it's a huge sports town. That's hard to, to, to deny, even if you're not a sports fan. There's They've been winning since I moved here in everything, I feel like. But So definitely Boston, of course, the start of the Revolutionary War. I don't know why I put that in quotes. Travis, <laughs> but just <to> the <laughs> you know the old air quote, Revolutionary <laughs> War air quote. That's funny. Which apparently really did happen. Again, don't know why I air quoted <laughs> it. Um, 
So it's the new movement. The Revolutionary War never happened. We're starting it. We're starting it. All right, keep going. We're gonna get so many YouTube oh, vol- followers well, on we're that. We're in trouble now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, wow. Yeah, no, it's historical. It's a great sports place. It's a fantastic city. Boston is, Boston is one, and I think we've said this before. So I don't want to spend too much time on Boston because I, I feel like we've covered it on the show. Um, Boston's one of the great cities of the U.S. I would say so. You have to put it up there. Yeah, you have to put it up there for the for the good and the bad of Boston. I would agree. And and it's not, but it's not a sprawling metropolitan area like you would think when you think of just again I hate to compare it to New York but those are the comparisons people people always make when I talk about it you, you can't compare sprawling. anything to New York yeah and I feel like we have to make this pretty clear sometimes like yeah just to be clear you all New York City is New York City when they say the city they they say that for a reason if you if you've never been or if you're thinking you're gonna go somewhere and there'll be a a comparison New York City and LA both really big cities both I would say fairly diverse and but I I, I think I've said this before I feel like New York is if you took all of Los Angeles and put it in four city blocks like if you just tried to pile that whole city into way too small of a place they successfully did that right? yeah New York is so well and we're talking the city right um, that is such an overwhelming experience because yeah. there is so much pound for pound. There's no city like yeah. it that that I've been to. No U.S. city will say yeah. that. U.S. city, correct. Beantown itself, Boston. Speaking of nicknames, Boston's nickname is it's it has all these places. I would say especially in that Cambridge area, but even in Boston in general, like there's you can tell it's another city that it's a port city. It's on water, has the Charles River. It, it's a cool place. Yeah, the like school, just as you're saying it, schools, as you're describing it, it's just a cool place. It's, it's schools. It's pretty walkable. Also, um, they have the Freedom Trail there, and that's pretty cool. You, you get to see where Christmas Addicts took the first shot for the Revolutionary War. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so that's again. This is just all those things is why I would start there is because you know. That is, it's the capital. It, it, it's it's Boston. I, I th- and I think for this conversation, let's take Boston out of Massachusetts, and you can't, but we're going to because Next I, place. I I think Boston. Yeah, we've covered it. It's fantastic, um, but you can't like say that's Massachusetts. That's Boston. Boston is Boston. So let's go to your next place. Where's the next place you would go to? The next place I'll have to say the next place I did go to besides Boston, was actually Springfield. Uh, one thing about Mass, it has some interesting just little landmarks. There's, oh, did you tell your Plymouth story? If not, you got to hear that again, by the way. But Plymouth Mass. But um, I knew which Plymouth you were talking about. I don't know which story you're talking about, uh, but I appreciate just, just the clarification. Just in case you didn't know, yeah, uh, you, uh, look, yeah. you look confused. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> but, where are we going? So you're so in Springfield. Springfield was yeah. cool because... So Springfield has quite a few. So first, Massachusetts has like five million institutes of higher education there. I might be exaggerating, but maybe maybe four million. But um, beyond that, Springfield has 
quite a few schools there. Springfield, American International, New England, I think New England College. Uh, sorry, if, sorry, New England, if I messed up the name of the your school. No, Western New England, Western New England. But also, the Basketball Hall of Fame is in Springfield, Massachusetts. So that's, that's a weird the, place for it, by the way. Uh, well, Springfield College, James Naismith, the invented basketball, well, the creator of basketball, the Canadian who the Canadian who started the game of basketball at Peach Baskets at the YMCA in in Massachusetts. Okay, that's that's why it's there. That's my that's why I think they would put it in Springfield, but it's it's there. So that's that is one of the second places I went, which is again. I would say my second city because literally it's the second place I went to, and it was just a real cool experience going there and seeing, you know, the basketball Hall of Fame. But yeah, you're right. For Springfield's not a, it's definitely an urban area, not a big city. But you're right. It it is, it is funny having it there. Yeah, and there's a there's a casino there, and that's new. Yes, the casino. Um, it's not a place I stop. It is almost exclusively a place I drive through. Right. But I can see that there are things there, right? And and I often think, oh, I should stop here and, and you know, see what this is about. But that is almost always the beginning of my drive through mass. Like you start up through Springfield from where we're at. That's kind of how you begin your your voyage. And um and so I I can't comment on that. So what would you say as far as cities go? Because when we went to the big E, where where was that at? That's Springfield. Was that okay? So there you go. I've been to Springfield. Uh, so go back and listen to the Big that's, E that's episode. How saw, that's how we saw the casino. That is how we saw the casino. But I will say, Big E was not indicative of Springfield is cooler than the Big E itself. I think. Um, <clears throat> but Travis may have a different opinion on 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 it. Um. They are bumping. They're bumping over there. Yeah, I hear, so I, I apologize. Hear big background music. If you can hear background us. music, yeah, we're we're not throwing that under. Um, with Springfield itself, that like I said, that's the gateway place. There is the um, there's a town I like quite a bit. That's just beyond Springfield. I think it's Northampton, and I'm gonna have to guess at that. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's what it is. But if you go up through Springfield. What what I was missing was like the hipster town here. Right. There's there's so many cool places with the great coffee and the unique buildings and everybody just seems a little better dressed, like at, at least more hip, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm fairly confident this was Northampton. It could have been Hadley. It's right around that area. And it was, if you want to look it up, th- this was one of my favorite parts about this little town. If you know... Kevin Eastman, who is the uh, creator of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Right. He owned a building there. And then it happened to be the same building of some great train robbery. One of the, one of the great train robberies or bank robberies. Maybe it was a train station. All I know is it was like one historical point. Then it went to Kevin Eastman and became another historical point. Mm-hmm. And if you go to that building, there's this beautiful mural of these bank robbers running across the wall and at the end of the wall are the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and stuff like that's just cool. Like, I mean, it is just one of the the great buildings that you come across and think, yeah, this town gets it. Right. Um, and there's, I would say stuff like that happens more 
in mass than I would say I see it in Connecticut. That's fair. Yeah. It's a, it's a mix of, of history and pop culture and what's happening now. And I think they blend it very well in mass. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I can see that. I can see that. And then if you keep going up that way, then you end up in Amherst, which is just beautiful, and they have the the college there, and it's yeah, uh, that's Amherst just College, a lovely UMass. town. Yeah, yeah, Amherst is always get some some big shout outs um, <clears throat> from from everybody, really. Like people love people love that area. Uh, the it's a uh, you know college town, and I believe that's where Yankee Candle is, isn't it? So like it's one of those places that as you drive through, all of a sudden the whole world smells scented. It smells like cinnamon. Yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden, cinnamon like, and vanilla. Why does it smell like Christmas all of a sudden? Yeah, it's just because you're driving through Amherst right. by the Yankee Candle uh, plant. So yeah, that going up that side, but that's all. Would we say that's the east side? Springfield is Western Mass. Yeah, I think Western because we're Eastern Connecticut. Oh, sorry. No, you're totally right. It is West. I don't know why we're East. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> check the check a previous episode for this conversation. Also, I got to give a shout out to whoever told us, who set us straight on Dave, directions. Our listener Dave Nagara wrote me and explained to me why we are in Eastern Connecticut, <laughs> and I'm grateful to him, but I've already forgotten his explanation. Okay, yeah. So sorry, you were correct. That is Western Mass. Now, if we move east, um. I'm not good with directions either, just to be clear. So I'm now I'm trying to move in east. That would be kind of towards the Boston area. Yeah, well, I mean, let's let's go to the coast. Okay. One of the places that everybody loves in, in the state is Cape Cod. Cape Cod, Martha's Vineyard. Have you been to Cape Cod? I unfortunately have not been to Cape Cod. I, plan, I literally plan on going every year. Yep. Well, excuse me. My wife literally plans on going every year. And I always say, yeah, but we haven't been yet. I hear there's this one story, one horror story that I hear, which is um, it's it's a very wealthy area. But there's also, if you look mm -hmm. at the Cape on. Oh, that's my sign for what you're about to say, I think. We'll oh, OK. <laughs> if, if you look at the if you look at a map. You can see it's very thin and it goes up and it kind of curls around. And my understanding is that is a one lane road. Mm hmm. And that sounds awful to me. So if you go during the summer, during peak tourist time, then I can't imagine knowing my temperament on a bad day in traffic. Right. I can't imagine really enjoying that drive. So I always think I'll go right after summer. I'll hit it in the off season. And I've never done it. Yeah. I, is it one way in, one way out? Basically, is that I've only heard the rumors. I've, I've 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 only heard the stories, and it sounds like it's one way in, one way out. And looking at the map, I don't see how it could be much larger than that. But everyone loves it. Everyone that's gone there. By the way, I've seen some gorgeous pictures. Right. Apparently, there is this fox that people feed, which you should not feed foxes. But I see the most stunning insta pictures of this fox that just kind of sits there and poses for you right next to the water. And I've wanted to go just to find that fox because the, the Insta pictures are gorgeous. Um, but I will say, like, we did go out to Martha's Vineyard and we mm -hmm. went up to New Bedford and that's where we ferried out. Right. And I've never been out to, is Nantucket the one that's past Martha's Vineyard? You don't know? Once I get to those coastal areas besides Gloucester, 
Yeah. <laughs> I believe, so I believe I'm it lost. goes Martha's, I'm going to look this up when, when you start talking about your next place. But if you, I believe if you go to Martha's Vineyard and then you go past it, there's another island and that's Nantucket. But I also believe that that is closed during certain parts of the year. So to go there, you really have to go on season. And I'm not sure if the ferry actually goes out that far, like as you start to get to late fall and winter. Um, so that one's also, you, you've got to go at very specific times of the year. But going, first of all, I will say I love New Bedford. So mm -hmm. we can talk about that for a minute. If you are a fan of the great classic Moby Dick, all of the, all of the shore setting uh, descriptions happen there in New Bedford, including the chapel where they give the great speech before right. they go out whaling uh, and, and all have their experience. And if, if that stuff speaks to you, then New Bedford is just so cool. It's a, it's a really fantastic old timey whaling town. They've got a, I believe they have a whaling museum there, but the, but the architecture and the art that is there pays homage to that whole economy that they had based on right. whaling. Um, and I, look, I get it. Whaling is, is none's the cool. I'm glad we don't do it anymore. But when it was the industry, when it was giving everyone energy and there was a purpose, I'm not going to necessarily defend it, but I at least see where it's coming from. Right. And I, I really think the, the art and the kind of love letter to it deserves a conversation. It surprisingly is still really big to go well watching out there along the coast of all those areas. So I always think that's really just, I always thought it was funny because when you say whale watching, I'm like, who, what's the guarantee? You're going to pay somebody to put you on the boat to go whale watching. What if the whale doesn't feel like coming out to that day? By the way, there's no refunds if the whale doesn't come out and you go whale watching. Just to be clear, if y'all wanted to go and you put down the money, and you go out there and you don't see anything. You just went on a trip on the boat for that day and hope it's a nice day on the boat. But you saying that just reminds me of like, it makes sense because you say paying the homage that's that again they still get money from that like those tours are pretty big so i looked it up oh yeah it is nantucket and here's the other thing i'll say about mass and i don't know if this is all of new england but there's also a pawtucket and so i i've always wondered like was there is is tucket the last name and there was a paw and like they called the grandmother or the mom nan and like they named the areas after like mom like was Nantucket and Pawtucket. I've wondered this. I've never looked it up. It sounds right. And therefore I, I kind of hope it's true, but I have no idea if it's actually true. Pawtucket yeah. and Nantucket sounds so good. I feel like we got quite a few names like that though here in New England. Oh, maybe other places too, but there's always these names. There's always the news. Yeah. The again, hence New England, but there's all New Britain, New London. Yeah, when I was worried, not worried about, wondering about New Jersey, where's Old Jersey? Do you know? I have no idea. It seemed like they they went out of their way to call it New Jersey. So there must be a Jersey somewhere, right? Maybe they're just trying to compete. <laughs> <laughs> we got New England, New York. What are we, what are we gonna do? Yeah. We're gonna be New Jersey. Maybe. Maybe, all right, so, uh, but you, you just went whale watching. Where did you go out from? Um, Gloucester. Okay. Um, Gloucester, Mass, nice area. Again, similar to what you just said, it's 
Old Wellingtown. They have they actually have a place to where if you live along that area and you eat seafood, like they said, a large percentage. I don't want to mess it up, but a large percentage of the fish is like processed right there. Um, cool restaurant on the side, but we got on the boat that took us out. It's real cool. We could actually see Boston once you got out um, in the ocean. It's like Boston. It's a long way away, but you can see Boston from there. And you got into an area called the Main Sound, which I didn't know there was a Main Sound, but there is. And really nice day. I actually got seasick going out. I don't know why I'm sharing that with everybody, but yeah. I didn't, now you all know. I didn't handle the boat well at all. It kept hitting the waves really hard, probably because I was trying to look at the computer and stand up at the same time. It just what, hit me hard. What were you doing on the computer while you were whale watching? That needs some clarity. So it was before we got out. So they take you out there. It's like a 30-minute ride out to see where you're going to see the whales at. I was working on the paper. And as I was working on the paper, my daughter wanted me to get up and get her some nachos. So I got up looking at something on the computer while I was standing up. And all of a sudden... You're missing the movement, but there's kind of a wave yeah, wave I, movement I, that I Terrence hit, is doing I right now. I hit the waves, yeah. and I was like, oh, my stomach doesn't feel good. Right. I, I settled in, but the cool part of it, beautiful day. I, I would suggest it if you can get out there on a nice day. We got dolphins that were swimming along the boat, like schools of dolphins. They're jumping. It's, it was really something that I felt like you would see on TV. And the person navigating the trip did say this happens like very rarely like she was saying it was like five percent of the time when we see these dolphins i forgot the name of them but they were really beautiful and they were really close so i would i would dare say i guess they don't hunt out there much anymore because the whales and the dolphins come to the boats like it's not a big deal but they were going they were jumping out the water and we stopped and they circle you back around so you can see it and then we get out further and we saw like we may have seen like six, hold on, four whales. Because they pointed out two one time. I didn't see the first two because I was uh, in the bathroom. <laughs> the second two humpbacks I did see. And again, it is amazing being that close to them in their natural setting versus being, I've been to aquariums before and seen them, but. Wait, yeah. wait, wait. What aquarium? Oh, like a Sea World kind of thing? I actually, well. It's I seen okay. a I seen the whale shark. The Atlanta Atlanta Aquarium. Shout out to Atlanta. Has this huge tank, and there's a, I think they call it a, shark whale. It's a it's it's a huge whale basically. That's isn't it the tank. whale shark? Whale shark, shark whale, whale they, shark. They have a whale shark. When you see it, you wonder like how they even get that thing here, because it wasn't small when it came. I know I know we're off tangent, you all, but I, I'm surprised. Surprised they're living in Atlanta, Georgia. Sure, I know that Atlanta, Georgia is one of the best aquariums in the world. Um, but a whale shark sounds extreme, even even for the best aquarium in the world. Yeah, it's a lot of water. Yeah, just so you, yeah, you get out there and again, real cool, and it's just you can see kind of to your point about like when that industry was booming is. You know, it's a terrible picture, but I, you can kind of get that picture of like, okay, this is what they were doing, just out here waiting, harpooning. Right. Um, 
again, terrible picture, but again, for the purpose of the watching, it is really cool seeing them out there. And the, it looks like the whales are actually waving, like because they do right. their tails and and the person is telling you all about it. So good experience, and I think it really can capture the experience of being in one of those coastal towns. Because for me, you go whale watching, come back out. What do y'all want to do? It's kind of sick now that I say this out loud. Because what do y'all want to do? Let's go eat. What do you want? Seafood. Right. <laughs> We're going to go eat those incredible creatures we just seen. Nobody got whale or dolphin, by the way. But still, too much <laughs> the point. I'm glad. I'm glad. I hope those weren't, weren't on the menu. Uh, another fantastic place, especially if you are a lover of literature, is Concord. Have you spent any time there? I have not. You told me about Concord, though. Concord not only has the Little Women House. So if you are a fan of Little Women and you want to see that house, uh, that, that 90% of that story takes place in, or at least according to the 50 movies that I watched. One day I'll tell you about the Little Women movie marathon we did. There's like seven different versions of Little Women, and we thought, hey, let's just watch all of those at once, and this is a terrible idea. Uh, just in case you come up with the same idea, I'm going to get ahead of that and help you out. Don't do it. <laughs> um, but not only can you go see that house, but it's also the other Sleepy Hollow. So I believe during our Halloween episode, we talked about Sleepy yeah. Hollow in New York. Um, the one in Massachusetts, there's a place called Author's Ridge there at the cemetery. And on that ridge, they have Louisa May Alcott. They have Ralph Waldo Emerson. They have Thoreau. And it's cool because when you go up through that ridge and you're, you're stopping by the individual authors, there's like love letters written to them or little poetry that people leave. And there's um, little trinkets. I imagine they have to come through every night after the cemetery closes and just clean up all of the tributes oh, that wow. people are still leaving there. If you're a writer or a reader and, and you really have a love of literature, I don't think you can come to Massachusetts and not stop in Concord. Yeah. It, Mass is interesting for that reason, I think, because also Norman Rockwell. Sure. Is, you know, in that same vein of just popular artists who, again, were catching, capturing images of Massachusetts in these towns. So I think he was more in that, I think I'll look it up. He died in Stockbridge, but in Berkshire County in, in Western Mass. So so they they do have tributes to uh, all these people in the area. So again, I agree with Travis. If you're a fan and you want to come see like where these people are at, this is a great spot, great spot. Great, and yeah, not just for literature. I mean, really, you pick anything in history that happened around Revolutionary War time, and and there's some great tributes and there's amazing landmarks. And like I said, you could go from, hey, this is the place they wrote about at Moby Dick. Here's that actual chapel. Uh, to Sleepy Hollow. I will note, just for anybody curious about Martha's Vineyard, it is really beautiful, really great shops. I, I, we went right after peak season because, again, I'm not a huge fan of uh, how busy it gets. Very right out there is fantastic. So I'd say Martha's Vineyard's worth a visit. And if you can afford to stay there, then you don't need me telling you anything else about it. We're not talking the same language. If you're someone that has a place in Martha's Vineyard, you're not listening to this show saying, I'm really curious what Travis's opinion is. Mm -hmm. uh, we're, we're just <laughs> speaking such different languages right now. We've had the money conversation on the show before. We, yeah. we, me and Travis have decided like we're, we just don't have the same vision of money, wrong or right. It's just, it's just different money conversations that we've acknowledged that we're just not in and not privy to and, 
we're okay with that. I think we've decided. I decided I'm okay with it. Uh, I decided. I decided there is no right and wrong. Personally, I think there's a there's a lot of value for the way that both sides speak about money. Right. At the same time, I'm also hyper aware that we would have a very interesting lunch conversation, not always for the, all the right reasons. Different side of the track conversation. Yeah, probably exactly that. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, Terrence, any other places we should mention um, on our mass on our mass show? Plymouth Rock. Oh, sweet Jimmy. Is that what you were talking about? Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Mass, home of Plymouth State University. We we did talk about it. So yeah. I know we've told this story. First of all, Cambridge, Massachusetts, you kind of have to mention it, don't you? Yeah, Cambridge, home of Harvard and MIT. I believe so. It's you know nice nice really nice towns. No, excuse me, nice cities. They're I consider those extensions of Boston. Sure. Because because they are again they they are urban areas and again they are kind of nice college towns but they bring they do have a, another a different essence to them um one thing that's funny to me about the area this is something about Massachusetts I've picked up so when I'm speaking to people who identify as white or look they identify as white they'll say I'm from Boston but they might not be from Boston they'll be from a town outside of Boston the when I've spoken to people of color, specifically black people, when they say where they're from, they'll say, well, I'm from Cambridge. Which I know other people from Cambridge will say, well, they're from Boston. So I think always that's an inter- interesting dynamic of how you claim where you're from. And I wonder if that's just in that area or I wonder if that's just a... Th- this is all news to me. Um, yeah. So do you have a theory on why that is? I... I think just the pride of where you're from. I think sometimes people really like Boston. It's the name. And you're like, where you from? I'm from Boston. Just like some people from where I'm from in Atlanta, they'll say they're from Atlanta. Sometimes they're, they're really not from Atlanta. They're from like Latonia, which is considered the metropolitan area. But even further out, People who stay say they who stay in like Canton, Georgia, which is kind of outside of Atlanta, or not really. They'll say I'm from Atlanta. You're like, no, no, no. You're from Canton, right? And so, I know Cambridge is a lot closer. You could basically say it is Boston, or I'm sure it's a metropolitan area. But I think there's sometimes that pride of like, oh no, no, I'm from Cambridge, specifically from Cambridge. Don't get it twisted. I remember speaking to someone who said, oh, I'm moving to Boston. And I said, oh, I, I feel like that can mean a lot of things. I feel like Boston's big and it, it, that might not mean exactly what I think it does. So what, is that a good thing or a bad thing that you're moving to Boston? And they said, well, it's East Boston. And I realized from that statement, it was all nonsense to me. Like they could have said anything to clarify and I would have no context for it. So... To be clear, where I'm coming from, I don't know Boston well enough to tell you any of the intricacies. I could tell you I like it. Uh, every time I've been there, I've had a good experience. Right. But when we start getting that granular and people are like, oh, I'm from the east side or the west side or the north or south or whatever, mm-hmm. I don't know if that means that you're in a wealthy neighborhood or you're not in a wealthy neighborhood. Right. So I just kind of checked out at that point and was like, oh, then I think congratulations and kind of moved on because... There was no no reason for follow up questions. 
Yeah, I would have been the same way. East Boston. I imagine that's on the shore. I imagine what they were saying was, oh, these are the nicer neighborhoods. But I, that's still a, that's still a, you know. Without directional challenges, you never know. Yeah, right. I don't even know if east is on the shore. It seems like it should be, but God knows. It's probably north. You got to go northwest to somehow get to the ocean. Just true. On a very small road that you're probably driving 35 miles per hour on. Yeah. <laughs> We're a full circle show, y'all. We're always going to bring you back full circle if you haven't noticed that. While you're wondering, why are there no sidewalks here? Yes, mm-hmm. that's the that's the experience. So um, the Plymouth story, I feel like I've already told it. But, but Plymouth I did love, to be clear. Yes. The Reader's Digest version is we went to Plymouth for Thanksgiving because we thought that was fun. We don't really celebrate Thanksgiving in a in a very traditional way. So to be in the, like where the first Thanksgiving in theory happened, uh, to be there having some sort of Thanksgiving dinner seemed quirky, right? Right. We went to a seafood shack. Then we went to a Plymouth Cemetery, which was gorgeous. Uh, it was freezing, so the kids would not get out of the car. And the one time we made them get out of the car, besides to eat, was Plymouth Rock, because it was supposed to be Plymouth Rock. The thing is, anybody in New England knows how this ends, or anybody who's listened to the show previously knows how this ends. But in case you don't know, Google it. In case you thought Plymouth Rock was some monumental landmark that the pilgrims saw on the Mayflower and yelled, Land Ho! And they headed for this big uh, trophy of a, of a landing space. That's not what Plymouth Rock is. Plymouth Rock, first of all, is probably not Plymouth Rock. Plymouth, Plymouth Rock looks like it looks like some flat rock that someone left there. Um, it's maybe four by four, and yeah. And then it says, and he's showing, he's showing me a picture of it. It looks like someone with like a with a nail etched in eighteen twenty or so. No, it was sixteen twenty. It is, and and there's the meme. If you go look at Plymouth Rock memes, it says something like "disappointing children since God knows when." Um, Plymouth Rock was the great disappointment of my childhood. Whenever you're talking about a movie and someone says, "Oh, you've ruined my childhood," Plymouth Rock is that experience. If you don't know about it, uh, do not get your hopes up. It's very disappointing. I would argue, though, you have to go there to see it to realize. Because your story, I love your story Yeah, every time, uh-huh. but it doesn't do it justice. <laughs> you, even Googling it, when I was, every time I Google it, it's like, yeah, this just don't do it justice. You got to go see it to just see how disappointed you will be. Now, have you gone? I've been to the, I've been there before. I don't remember because it was so, it was one of the things I did when I first got here. Right. But if you notice, I said Boston, <laughs> Springfield. I I barely remember it, but it was it's not impressive. <laughs> it, it is not impressive. But Travis's disappointment was so much more than mine. Cause I was just like, oh, it's, it, they could have stepped on that when they got out, but the boat didn't hit that with any significance. And they they wouldn't have even noticed. There's no way anybody saw that and went, hey, that rock is important. And I think even when they draw it, like I think the art is like a cliff or something like a anyway. It's, it's a rock. We make it big, though, right? Like all these things that we we make everything yeah. big. You know what? Maybe it is the perfect metaphor for life. 
You know, yeah. <laughs> when someone tells you, you've got to try this thing, set your expectations Plymouth Rock level and you'll be okay. Yeah. Hey, I have to tell you, this is a side mark. Um, also, shout out to Bomb Bomb Vivant for our in and out music. Today, I met someone. This is so, I want to watch your face as I tell you this. Today, I met somebody who interned as a meteorologist at the top of Mount Washington. Ooh. She spent... Uh, day after day, she would go up there and they were tracking weather. And I got to say, from what she said, that place is legit. That place is not any any place that you want to casually hike up. So I will give you that it might be 70 on the ground and 32 at the top. And and maybe I gave you a certain amount of grief. What did she say now? I didn't What's hear that? you. I'm, I think my headphone went out. What did she say about the weather? Uh, that it... I don't, I don't know that she said a specific phrase. Help me out. What do you want me to say? And I'll say it for no, you. No, I was just like, what? She said something about it's not a place that you want to what? Or the, you know what? She said it's it's practically Little House on the Prairie. No, I'm oh. backing <laughs> off now just because you want me to be wrong. Uh, she said that when she was up there, so by the way, it has not got to the 230 mile an hour wind since like 1930, just so you know. One is enough. What, one, one time, I'm assuming, not one mile per hour. Uh, she did say when she was up there, it got up to 100 miles an hour, but we're still going. Like, we have to do a show from the top of Mount Washington now because this is such a big issue. And we'll take the train. We don't even have to hike. We don't even have to hike. But uh, I did also hear that it had the most deaths of people hiking to the top of Mount Washington, that the most casualties in the United States, clearly there are the, the other mountains. But as far as like, hey, I want to hike to the top of this mountain, you got to take it seriously. I'll give you that much. That's all I wanted, Travis. That's all I really wanted to hear from you. You're still going. That's all I wanted to hear from you. <laughs> you know we're what? still going to I the feel better now because if you listen to the last show, people had not like, Travis had not like, oh, you're kind of punking out, man. You just, just walk up the mountain. Just walk up the mountain. At the same take, time. Take a jacket. At the same time, she was up there every morning, right? So how bad could it be if people are up there checking the weather manually? I mean... It's it's safe enough that somebody felt like I could go up there every day, no problem. But dangerous enough that it has the most deaths. Dangerous enough that anyone going up in flip flops might lose some toes, right? Like think ahead a little bit. So plan, be prepared. All right. I, I feel like be. until we go to Mount Washington, we have to bring it up every episode. At least every other. I agree. At le- <laughs> All right, man. We're coming up on the top of the hour. How do you want to end our Massachusetts show? Do you want to give it a score? Do you what? what how do you want to? How do you want to end this? Massachusetts, I think, is a cool state. We'll talk about it again because we'll go there more, visit more places, I'm sure. But cool state, more in comparison to some of the other areas I've been, I I can speak from Connecticut, being the Connecticut show. It is, it has more areas that are more more urban areas and not urban in the way y'all think I'm saying, like black or people of color areas, but just areas that are more metropolitan then that you can visit a lot of a lot of you know land sites landmarks that you can go visit and it's pretty again it's another place that's pretty pretty drivable you can do a lot of places there in a day because it's not the massachusetts of old they split up new england and made it different states well well split up massachusetts and made it some different states so now kind of a small smaller condensed place you can kind of get there and do a whole bunch of day trips there and just and have a lot of fun. We Coming up, we're going to have to do New Hampshire. 
And I think that's the episode because this has been the ask since the beginning of this show that we go find that guy, that popcorn vendor. Uh, I've only been to a few places in New Hampshire, so we definitely have to flesh that out before we do the episode, before I can speak to it with any level of confidence. Um, but as far as mass, I like it. I, I, I would say I go there most often as far as like, Hey, I want to go do something. Um, it's either, it's either down to New York or it's up to mass. Right. It's very rarely Connecticut, Connecticut. I love very certain specific parts of Connecticut and I'd put mystic up against anything. It's just one of my favorite places Absolutely. in the world. I agree. Um, but in the world, I don't agree, but in New England, I do agree. It's one of my favorite places in New England. It's one of my favorite places in the U.S. I just think it's just such a cool little town. Um, but I would say Mass Pound for Pound has more of that. Mm -hmm. Connecticut has two or three places that I would say you definitely have to go there. You definitely have to go see that. Connecticut or Mass Pound for Pound, I think, has more places that I would point you to and say you're going to have a good time if you go there, there, there. Right. And if you like fairs, they have the Big E. The Big E, I'm starting to think, is a minus you know, <laughs> Six the flags further there also, by the way. Okay. You know, we did want to talk about this really quickly. This was one thing I wondered why go to the big E when it's right next to six flags, which is a superior experience. <laughs> why would they put the big E <laughs> like 10 feet away from six flags when six flags is so much cleaner and better organized and there's more room to walk oh, God, and, the, and the shops are, are nicer they're probably cheaper. The rides are better, safer. Like, why would they put the Big E next door to a proven experience? They clearly didn't think this out. They no, but they, they did because hundreds of thousands of people still go to the Big E. They didn't, they didn't have you there to think about it. You know what? But they could have two hundreds of thousands. You know what Six Flags needs? Spas. That's the difference. <laughs> they sell spas at the Big E. They do not sell them. Touche. You can't go buy skis. And a spa. I don't think they have fried butter at Six Flags either. Uh, they probably don't. You're right. And that was an experience. All right. So here we go on the hour. Mass, fantastic place. Really, really love Great it. Great place. Look up their motto. It's pretty scary too. What is their motto? It is something about peace and the sword. And if you don't have it, get some. Hold up. Let me look it up. Uh, people, you think I'm kidding. It is around. You got it? No. Let's look it up first. Mass state motto. By the sword, we seek peace, but peace only under liberty. That's pretty heady. At least New Hampshire's was straight. This is what I'm talking about. You can disagree with New Hampshire's, but their marketing team was fantastic. It is short. It's to the point. It has a message. This, I got to say, if we're, if we're going on state mottos, mass is not one I'm a fan of. That's way too complicated, way too wordy. I don't even really know what they're trying to say. By the sword, we seek peace. No, I get that they're saying that. We, if we stopped right there, I'd get that. Like, hey, I, I will go to war to seek peace. Uh, it, it's still, just that line is super heady. Which always sounds stupid to me. I'll fight you for some peace. Why not? Let's just have some peaceful negotiations. <laughs> I, don't, but then, I don't get us. But then, but then you add to that, but peace only under liberty. Like there's this peace qualifier. Right. Which is fine. I get what they're saying. Well, here's the thing. This very, very, in somewhat just human. I was gonna say American, but human. Like, cause we only want peace under the liberty and the type of liberty that we want. So we'll fight you for this peace, cause we're really fighting. Cause you think about it, sword by the sword we seek peace. 
we're not just seeking any peace. We're seeking the type of peace under the liberties that we want because we want to be able to drink this tea for free, baby. Don't uh, get- uh, sure. I think you're, yeah. You know what I think? I think every state should reevaluate their motto because I bet if you went door to door and said, hey, by the way, this is your motto. Do you totally agree with this? They'd be like, I'm sorry, what does that mean? What right. What are you talking about again? No, this is your state motto. Do you believe in this? Is this why you're here? I think most people would be like, we didn't know it was our state motto. Can you explain our state motto to us? Because uh, what's Connecticut's? I don't know what Connecticut's is. That is a great business. We go, we we gotta, go state we to state. Start this. We got to start. We got to do this. Don't take this from us, you all. We're going to use it. Uh, the state motto is he who transplanted still sust- What the cuss, man? Like, <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> Travis didn't finish. He who transplanted still sustains. I got nothing. What, what are they? They're sustaining. He who transplanted what? I I can only think that. It's about us. Yeah. Because we, tr- we transplanted. <laughs> and now we're sustaining on and the Connecticut show. <laughs> and that's how we're going to wrap this up, you all. Yeah. My name is Terrence Abney. I'm Travis Poppleton. Love y'all. And we hate your state motto. Peace but only peace if you give us liberty. (laughs) 